Good people. Peace. Fee, how you feeling today? Feeling all right. How are you? I am feeling. I'm well. I'm excited. Okay, things feel good. Mm. Uh, we have some differences, but uh, differences are deficits. Mm. So, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia and Kamali for sure. Kamali, who is. She's here, <laughs> live and on the flow. But it's uh, yeah. I guess I'm just I'm grateful for the new day, the new way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's happening differently, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I'm feeling that. Okay, I'm feeling. I'm feeling a number of things that I have not been able to articulate yet because I haven't taken the time to process. But I don't know, maybe we'll process here. Well, we started with trying to find an affirmation and I had my thumb on a page and then you said, what about 28? And I looked at the page number and it was 28. Wow. (laughs) I said, God damn it. There you go again. Would you be so kind to read it for us? Yes. So it reads life is. Oh, well. The Soul Affirmations, this is your book, so just letting the people know. This is Soul Affirmations, a toolkit for reflection and manifesting the light within. Page 28 reads, life is not just something happening around me. Life is something happening inside of me. And today I will take time to explore what that means. Hmm. Hmm. Life is not just something happening around me. Life is something happening inside of me. And today I will take time to explore what that means. That's a tall order. <laughs> I'm, I was just about to look at you. and I mean, I'm sure that we have Kamali. <laughs> we have Kamali. But I'm also sure that we've probably read this affirmation on an episode before, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the special thing about these affirmations. They apply differently at different times. different moments Mm -hmm. um it's always good to identify the context yeah but on this day in this moment that i'm i'm experiencing this affirmation and you said it's a tall order i was just about to look at you and ask man what does this mean man (laughs) (laughs) i guess depending upon the emotion you're present with it can mean different things it feels like a tall order today because um, on the inside of me, I'm aware of some things. and Around me, I'm aware of some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what this means is often in our experiences in life, the things that happen to us or around us, uh, we defined as like, who we are Hmm. and I believe that who we are 
isn't just based upon things that we've experienced, but deeper about like how we exist on the inside, how we see ourselves, how we hold what we, what we know to be true. So life is not just something happening around me. It could be something as in a really easy example, right? It's just like, just take life in what, you know, what's designed, what's called the ghetto, right? Mm -hmm. There are beautiful things happening inside the people, inside the homes. Mm -hmm. There are troubling things happening around. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. life isn't just what's happening around you, what's defined by what's happening around you. Life isn't just what's happening to you because of what's around you. Mm -hmm. Life is also something inside of you. And you explore what that means to find out more of what, like, the thing that burns inside of you, the way you see yourself, the way you see the world. Mm. So that affirmation, it lends to that. Mm. When I read this again and I listen to you talk about the differences uh, of things happening around you and the things happening inside of you, I am, um, I'm curious as to the relationship between the two. Mm -hmm. We know that like the things that are happening outside of us inform what we know about ourselves. And I guess what I'm processing is that sometimes those things outside can seem, I don't know if it's big, so big, that I'm I'm trying to describe but it sometimes it becomes very difficult to see the things that are happening inside of you as separate of outside I very much understand that okay and that's why this affirmation exists in terms of the difficult the difficulty we have um, differentiating between what's happening around us and what's happening inside of us or what's happening to us because it's complex. Mm -hmm. But it deserves attention. It deserves to be explored at least one day hmm. because mm -hmm. it, isn't, it, isn't, it isn't conflated. They're not the same. It's just hard to separate, but they're not the same. So even if we take some time, some attention, there's something else happening there that may help us differentiate. I have to take a really big deep breath with that. And contextualizing this conversation for the listener. Kariga and I have just had an opportunity to be a part of a very special release of When the Waters Get Deep on YouTube and on World Channel. Yes. And in experiencing the film again, I have been challenged to find the joy of its release. And this isn't something that I think I've talked about out loud openly with anybody, but I am noticing that every time something is happening around this film, mm 
And there's been so many things. I am experiencing a conflict inside. So I actually forgot where I was going with that. But as I was listening to you, Mm. something you said struck me Mm. with what I'm wrestling inside. Mm. Like I'm, I'm in this film. I am watching the work that we do. I'm watching the version of who I used to be, who I sometimes so badly wish I could still be. I'm watching that in front of me replay. And I'm experiencing all over again the loss of Kamayu. And I find myself every time like I'm I'm angry. Like even though I know that this film is doing so much more than the anger I feel, it's so hard for me to understand see anything else outside of the anger. Wow. It's remarkable that you can say that. And I'm, I'm glad that this space exists. I'm so grateful for your courage, but also this community because this is said out loud, very loud and it's very important. And it's huge, I think, that you articulate your experience in the film Mm -hmm. and how you still experience it. It's like it would be a great tragedy to miss that if somebody were to ever try to make a film and such. Mm. Because that's a real experience. Mm-hmm. that ought to be noted and mentioned, right? So on top of it just being true to the process and the findings, yeah. I think what else is also important that you say that is around, I wonder what type of grace we give ourselves when we experience that type of emotion, that type of anger. Mm-hmm. Like, do we, I mean, to be angry is is a different set of emotion. It doesn't allow you to process in the same ways. But if we know when we're experiencing anger, we're also experiencing blinders, would that be okay? Hmm. What I mean is, it's very clear what you said. When I'm experiencing anger, I can't see the other things that are happening in the film. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's what anger is, though. And it's, it's okay that you have the anger in, in my uh, observation. Like, it's okay to have the anger. And it's okay to say like, I, for example, when somebody has a cast on, they're not expected to walk. Mm-hmm. Right? Not without crutches of some sort, right? If they, right. they have a cast on their foot or their arm, I mean their foot or their leg, mm-hmm. they're not expected to walk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we are experiencing anger, it should be clear or at least given grace for that we are not expected to see the full picture. Mm -hmm. Anger doesn't let us see the full thing. It never has. It's not a superpower, right? Right. It, it's a, it's a, it's a valid experience, but it's a limitation. I also see it as evidence 
of of the love that I have. And and I think that that is okay to feel that the anger is evidence of the love as long as you recognize that love is abundant and anger is not. Mm. So it's dangerous to conflate the two or that one has a reminder of the other as long as you fully understand its operation. So that when I'm angry, that means I'm not seeing the whole thing. I'll have blind spots, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. But I can't stand the anger because anger isn't the abundance. Love is the abundance. But if anger is evidence of the love, it's like anger is evidence of the love in a certain dimension of love, but not the fullness of love. Mm -hmm. Right, because sometimes you can feel like if knowing that, right, that this is, evidence of of a love that i have then i'll hold on to it in in this idea that i'm also holding on to the love like in a righteous way yeah i i understand that very much i'm just giving them no, i love it it's 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 a beautiful illustration one that I, i'm not in judgment of i just understand that mm -hmm. it's beautiful Mm. But I hear the limitation, right? I hear the mind. Mm. And the mind is just it's the summation of our experiences. But it's not our fullness. It's not our fullest power. The mind is powerful. It's such a unique thing, right? Like it, this emotion, it, it blinds you. I can acknowledge that I can very much be be blinded by it. Um, and not putting it in any one direction. It's just... In, to be very honest with this film, like it is this so deeply desiring for things to be different and to know that I am watching something that is evidence of me not being able to change it again. There is a grit of teeth, you know what I mean? There's a ball of, of fist. It and I, and I think that those teeth should grit and that fist should be balled until it is not time for the teeth to be clenched and the fish to be bald. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you have to accelerate out of the anger. It doesn't mean that you have to accelerate out of the anger. It means that you just recognize that when you are angry, there are things you can't see. Yeah. And you'll, and you'll be able to determine how long you want to be angry as a response to what you're feeling or if there's something else you want to feel. Right. Because for me, the anger that I had in association with the longing and the missing of my brother, it was it was challenging for me because it, I was angry at the reality, but I also had somebody to be angry at. Right. So when you're angry, I don't know who you're angry with. It is a very complex process. It is, I'm angry at what happened. I'm angry that at the end of the film, all I have to hold is a picture that angers me. There's pride in me standing there with her because I am proud to be her mom because I would rather be her mother than to never have known her at all. But I'm angry that this is the reality, that I have to do it this way, especially even now knowing in what ways it can feel different. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not any particular person. It's not even with God. It's just 
it's a hard thing to have to revisit knowings to find my way back to being okay with who I am. Does that make sense? Do you understand what I mean? Like revisiting the knowing. So what I'm saying is coming back to all the things that I know about being her mom Mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. Right. Because when I'm revisiting the anger, I'm, I'm, I can't say that I'm just in the moment of, of that film, but what I mean is having to, I guess in watching it, it is practicing the knowings. It's in real time. I have to practice the knowings with something I'm seeing in front of me. And that's why I think that anger as your response is important to note every time you experience it. Mm. Note it every time you experience it because it is information for your processing until one day you don't feel the anger in the same way. Mm -hmm. And then you ask yourself, what happened? Why don't I feel that? That's how we got to soul affirmations. (laughs) This whole book, this whole podcast, it all exists. Because I asked myself, how did I get here? Anger was the only thing I could feel for a really long time. But I didn't want to give a, a, um, I didn't want to give a romantic idea of getting better. Right. So these affirmations were insight to the process. Yeah. Right. And it shows you how much it still hurts. Still process. And how much I still process. But I'd rather it still hurt and still process respectfully, not a not a not a, in opposed to our judgment. But I'd rather experience it still hurts and still process than to only experience the anger. I'd rather the discomfort of this feeling every day, of the frog in my throat, of expressing my emotions. I'd rather that. I do that work every day than to stop at one emotion. So the affirmations are, is really my practice. It's not my, it's not my arrival. It's not my, everything is better. It's what I do when everything isn't better. And when, and when, and when I experience better, my new, my new practice has been around training my mind to see the abundance. And, in your in your experience with anger, why not stay there? Well, admittedly, it was where I was most blind. Mm-hmm. By your definition of your own words and by my own experiences, anger is blinding. It doesn't mean that it isn't okay to experience as long as you recognize that these experiences are coming with these side effects. And that a day came, a day came where that was no longer where I reside. I experienced it. A day came. I can't tell someone when that day comes. I don't know what it is on the calendar, but a day came where anger was not the 
the emotion I used to identify my love. Mm. What's crazy is I think I, that even says in the film. So we're talking about uh, a film, our film, KQED, Soul Development, Be Imaginative. It's called When the Waters Get Deep. You can check it out on YouTube right now. Uh, you're hearing a conversation between Felicia and I around the real-time processing of watching something that hurts that much. I got a call from my father yesterday morning. It was 9 a.m. 9 a.m. in my life, that's like morning. 9 a.m. <laughs> in his time, that's like the second morning, right? <laughs> the first morning is somewhere between like 5 and like 8.30, he's on a come down. 9 is like part two. So by 9 a.m., he told me that his day was a damper was put in his day mm. because he watched the film. Mm-hmm. And I just got to sit and process with my pops. And I'm I'm grateful that he's processing. Right. But I recognize that it's not easy. Um, I recognize that it still stings. My, my eyes still sting when I see it every time. Mm-hmm. The the thing that I celebrate, I said in a conversation earlier, I'm not, you can't just address me by what happened to me. From now on, you have to address me by what has happened to me, and I'm the man that kept going. I hmm. gotta be both. Because in my keep going, there is wonder, there is revelation, there is process. There is my testimony um, with my God on what's due in my life. I was born. I have something I must do before I go. Mm. So you can't just talk about what happened to me. You can't just talk about an accomplishment. You got to recognize that I am my experiences and I'm the man that kept going. I think that it, it holds more space. For who I am. And I am willing to love and support and hold you while you experience anger. Because I would rather you experience it than to pivot away from it. Only to have everything else that you're standing on be not true. I didn't, I didn't run from my anger. A day came. Where it just was not where I found my power, my agency, my love. Mm-hmm. A day. Not today. Not tomorrow. But because I know it's blinding, I was not my full self. When I say living in the frequency of love, it's it's not it's not Narnia, right? It's not this utopia. It it resides when I say living in the frequency of love, I'm not talking about like Narnia or some utopia. It resides in those of us who are willing to surrender what we thought we knew, what we thought we had for something more full. I want to feel more alive. I want to feel more life. 
I want to feel. If I the thing about my brother's passing was that he was shot. So the anger in there was embedded in this deep yearning for retaliation of sort. Mm-hmm. And for me, it would interrupt more love that I could experience. Like, so when I, when I talk about Kareem today, I don't have his picture up. I don't have that painting because I, because it's him or because I need it. I've learned how to really speak to the love that he has for me. And I don't want my children to just know him as a picture. Mm-hmm. So some parts of his, his person, more about his story. I'm, I try to exist in there. Mm-hmm. And not as a illusion, you know, or evading reality. It's that there are so much more lessons for me in love than they are in my anger that things aren't the way mm. I want them to be. Or I wish them to be. I would wish he was here. Um, I'd probably know more about cars if he was. <laughs> Right. You'd probably have much more of a handyman husband oh, if he was. Well, either I'd have a handyman husband or I'd have Kareem as my handyman. I mean, right, without a doubt. But but the thing about him, right, he never liked to do anything for me without asking me why don't I know how to do it for myself. <laughs> but he would still do it for me. Yeah. But it would be like, well, come learn right now. But I wasn't interested in those things, Kareem. I, I just wasn't interested in installing the beat in my car. I just, I just wanted to be, Cuddy. Right. But, but he was that type of teacher. He was actually a teacher. If you look at who my older brothers are, he was the teacher. He understood a iteration. And consistency. He wasn't impatient. He was the most patient. Wow. And when I hear you say that, I think about the way that you are consistent in the practice of what you know. That's so beautiful. I never saw the relationship between the two. He was most consistent. So when I when I learned these things about him, where I want to spend time in his teachings. Yeah, 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 he could be fiery. Yeah, Kareem had fire. <laughs> oh, God. But that wasn't all. <laughs> he was much more gentle than he was fiery. And practical. And smart, 
He could cook. My brother so can I'm, make a bomb I'm, tuna sandwich. I'm talking about my brother, Kareem, who I think of all of us, the most diverse, complete packages of things he could do. He could clean really well. <laughs> but I don't just mean like make things clean from dirty. He he could organize. I, I don't have the ability to organize. Um, well, let's say this. I'm not good at organizing, but I should welcome the idea that we all have the ability to organize. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, <laughs> he can build things. He fixed his cars, all his cars. He could fix things in the house. He was a hell of an artist. He could draw and paint. Mm -hmm. Draw and paint. And write. And write. And he was an amazing educator. So my brother was all these things and uh, was taken from us at 34. And in this film, when the waters get deep, you learn so much more about the lives he touched. But you also learn so much more about the people who are trying to do this work of remembering and actually how hard it is to heal within yourself or within community. It's not easy work. Right. It sounds, and I'm glad that we have a, a public interest in healing. I just want to let folks know the waters do get deep. <laughs> and in our life rafts. Mm. It's just uh it's just us. But if we learn how to hold each other, we can make it. But you can't hold nobody that don't hold back. So in your practices of love, reciprocity is important. You don't have to be a martyr. I can't be a martyr. I can love. Um, but I guess, you know, that's the thing. You you love not for who loves you back, mm -hmm. but you love so that love makes its way back to you when you need it most. But concerning healing, what I'm saying specifically is that sometimes you can't hold somebody else and heal yourself. You've got to work on you at your pace. And the film shows community working in their own pace together. Remarkable. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate uh, the courage of today. Mm -hmm. And yes. I also appreciate this particular episode as a uh, as an as an attached article right like you know see article so and so this is an article of that same testament because it's still processing it's still processing there's no there's no film that heals all in itself no. it's no. an ongoing work it is not a destination <laughs> isn't there a affirmation by uh, mm -hmm. healing like, is not a final place. Yeah, it I believe is a, changing and ongoing. There was a writer that said that I believe uh, yeah. her name was uh, Felicia. I may have said that. <laughs> yeah, 
but you but you say these you say these things and that is as well true as well as the anger you experience they're both true one does not negate the other right and that's why affirmations can be not just a test of what you know but a test of your endurance mm. will you commit to the practice even when it's hard hmm. <laughs> man I don't that's that is the hard part some days I feel like I'll tear everything down just to get back to her. That is the hard part, but I can't. That's not how time moves. The same time that is the evidence of the love that I have for her. You know, when you said, uh, I'll tear everything down and get back to her. I had the vision of the rage I had. And sometimes you have to explore the rage to know it doesn't fulfill. Mm. But if it's a variable in your head that you think can get you there, then it's, it just really acts as like a, 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 a pseudo um, avenue. But I, I've experienced the rage and it didn't get me anywhere. So better, better to explore it than to hold it in. Yes, I know that. That'll be the only way you can find out where it gets you. And I'm saying I didn't want to be there anymore. Um, and they have a lot of places for for men like me who have rage. Right. <laughs> wow. Okay. That was an interesting place to end. <laughs> like to 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 uh bring us to a close. But I appreciate being able to process out loud and I find this conversation very important um, maybe even just for me and coming back to it um, also, it, it is ongoing like well that's the thing we said to bring this conversation to a close I think it brings the segment to a close but what I hope you hear and I must need you to hear is that it is ongoing ongoing as ongoing as Kamali and her steps around this room. As soon as we said ongoing, I heard Erica Badu on and on. <laughs> Until we come again. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmation with Felicia and Kariga and Kamali and community. Thank you for the safe space you create. Thank you for the space you hold with us. Thank you for being inside of our hearts and in our homes with us today. And all the wonderful uh, sounds and illustration that Kamali brings <laughs> uh, inside of that is a glimmer of our joy so if it means I gotta do both I do both peace <laughs>